I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, which breaks off small pieces of reality and makes them comprehensible thus bringing a bewildering world just that much more into focus. And also, shopping. Thanks for joining us. Live shopping. (laughs) Also, Molly spends more money than we'll make off this show in every episode. (laughs) In my mind. Uh, Molly Wood, it's good to be back. It uh, is good to be back. but uh, and, And good news, everyone. Futurama's coming back. Did you hear about this? What? No. Yeah. Seriously? Third, third time. They're bringing it back on Hulu, of all places. Oh, uh, my God. But, but. Uh-oh, Mayday. They don't have Joe DiMaggio signed up. Um, Joe DiMaggio. They don't have Joe DiMaggio, the baseball player, signed up. Sure, he's No dead, one does. But he's great. <laughs> Why don't they have Joe DiMaggio? John, John, my apologies. John DiMaggio uh, is, is not signed up. And, of course, he's the voice of many things on Futurama, but also Bender. Uh-oh. And so hashtag Bendergate has been uh, <laughs> uh, kicking around on on the old social networks. Uh, it does look like John DiMaggio is kind of using this hashtag to boost his negotiating position. Uh, it's good for John DiMaggio. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you use whatever platform you have because it looks like I looked this up because I hadn't even heard that it was coming back. But yes, it sounds like what he's saying is they don't pay me enough. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I'm not doing it just for me. I'm totally doing it for me. Like, let's <laughs> make no <laughs> to be clear, it. but it'll uh-huh. also benefit other people. Uh, he's, he's, he's kind of been pretty upfront about that. And he's like, you know, uh, this is a, this is a pretty, pretty big platform. And if they want me, uh, here's my price. And if they don't want to meet my price, then it won't come back. Wow, Bender Gate. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that the internet is pro John DiMaggio here. It feels like, yes, uh, this is like the Major League Baseball lockout. Are you pro owner or pro (laughs) pro player? Exactly. Uh, Most people seem to be pro DiMaggio. Uh, mm-hmm. Although some people are anti both, they're like, "Oh, money ruining everything. Everybody's just greedy." Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody's really in favor of Disney in this one. But that's not. I mean, who would be right? Who? Yeah, exactly. Disney declined to comment on DiMaggio's situation or whether Bender could be recast with a different voice actor, which would surely be a PR disaster, judging by the reaction yeah. of many fans. Disney declined from to here. fuel DiMaggio's leverage over <laughs> them by adding fuel to the fire. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done a deep dive. I mean, it seems like the economics of streaming are not, indeed, are not in favor of writers, editors. Like, I'm just thinking of the people I know who are in the industry, and I would assume actors also. I th- I, I get the feeling that it's quite a bit like streaming audio. When mm-hmm. streaming audio came along, there was a big fight over dividing up the new pie. 
because they had a way that they had all agreed to divide up the pie for decades with CDs mm-hmm. and LPs and all of that. But this was a new way. And, and, and we covered it buzz out loud, even some of the yeah. early parts of that fight of like, you know, who should get what percentage, who should get paid, what standard royalties should apply and all that stuff. And I feel like that's happening here, which is, oh, yeah, we've got standard contracts for back in the days when it was on cable and then in syndication. But streaming's a, a whole new business model. So we need whole new arguments over how to split it up. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And somehow the creators, it is true, usually do end up getting paid a little less. But I don't know. Like, I don't know how streaming is paying its actors compared to cable. Yeah, I don't know what example. the rates are. You know, you I don't know, know what the rates yeah, are, yeah, but yeah. I'd be curious, yeah. And it sounds like John DiMaggio doesn't think it's enough, whereas everybody else either didn't have very good agents <laughs> or I don't know, because uh, most all the rest of them are back. But maybe maybe DiMaggio always felt like he wasn't paid as much enough. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And this, by the way, everyone, is where we just do you the service of explaining. Sometimes it's a thing that you don't even know about. And sometimes it's the service of explaining why the hell you see this thing trending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you see Bender Gate out kicking around out there, that would be which one. Is, My guess is, is it will resurface, yeah. right? It surfaced when they made the announcement and it was and John DiMaggio wasn't listed as one of the returning voices. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm guessing news will come out about whether he is or isn't coming back or whether the negotiations are going well and then it'll crop up again. It's funny because I almost brought Unka Jams today as a, a oh, yeah. public service explanation that's been going around Twitter, but I didn't really see it trending and I didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> but it's like I have one like that uh, <laughs> that I almost brought, but I'm not 100% sure what it means and I don't want to get it wrong. And mm. it's it's like not in Urban Dictionary. So I, I, I can't even say like, well, Urban Dictionary says it's this. Uh, so I'm kind of waiting for somebody else to to let me know yes. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I kind of, it's case, one of those things where the context gives me everything to know kind of what it means, but if I'm going to explain it on this show, uh, I, I would like to know for sure. What um, yeah, because we have a high bar guys. We have a high bar on this show. I mean, there yeah. is a lot of foot. smooth duck, duck go before yeah. at least your foot needs to be at least half a meter off the ground to get over. It. I, it, exactly. Anyway, if you miss the Uncat Jams thing, just so you know, it's this woman, Julia Fox, who I guess was dating Kanye for like a minute uh, and was on this podcast called the the Call Her Daddy podcast and then was talking about muses. And she was like, I think Asan says Mia's Uncat Jams. Uh, and she did. It was just this like unbelievably viral pronunciation. Immediately. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Her <laughs> response, by the way, I was stoned. Leave me alone. So, hey, you know go. what? I think that's a fair defense. Anka Jams. <laughs> it is. It's, you know, like, okay. <laughs> oh, never oh, mind. Moving Man. on now. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just have to say, I, um, I'll try to keep this short. TransLink was the original Bay Area transit card that became Clipper. And they're phasing it out. So they gave everybody who has a TransLink card, which is me, uh, a number to call to get it transferred to Clipper. So if I ever go back to the Bay Area, I can keep using the balance that's on the card because yep. the translate card won't work. Swear the person I when I called, picked up the phone, was stoned. Oh, yeah, I believe that. They were just like, hey. And I was like, hey, I have a translate <laughs> card uh, and I need to sort this Clipper. She's like, yeah, I love doing that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is not a normal service call patter. But it all got done. It's all fine. So, you know. Good. I mean, I just, I actually think everybody is stoned all the time now. If you are prone. If you're in California. Yeah. If you, if you partake, then you probably are partaking. 
<laughs> love that. Love doing that. It's awesome. It was. It was. It was a very pleasant interaction. It was just yeah. not the normal rhythm of a yes. of a oh, customer okay, service. Okay, sir, let me help you with that. Yeah, we can do that right she away. Was, she was great. She was super nice and got helped me out and everything. And it was actually kind of pleasant because she was so mellow. Right, well, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I know stone people are way more fun than no yeah. Um, I do have a pop culture thing today that isn't uncut dams. Um, <laughs> even though I can't stop saying that, but I just found out about this and I'm glad that my son is still in bed because he's absolutely horrified that I'm going to talk about this. Oh, no. uh, and that thing is push and pee. Have you heard this phrase? I have push heard and- this phrase, but I am so glad you're going to explain it to me because I've been meaning to get around to finding out why I'm hearing. Right. Well, and the way that the way not to find out, by the way, is to just do a quick duck, duck, go and then get urban dictionary to pop up. Mm. It is not. I repeat not in reference to the first result that you will see Good to know. as a preview on Urban Dictionary. So like content filters clearly not working. Um, push and pee. Uh, <laughs> there's like not even, there's so many layers of, of nuance, but came into the mainstream via the rapper Gunna. Okay. There are already people who are saying you didn't originate this phrase. But they're but saying that the phrase perhaps safely say gonna popularized it, but then, gonna maybe? popularized mm-hmm. push and pee. Exactly. All right, all right, so I'm right. like hedging all over the place sure, because sure. of course there are like a million fights about it, but yes, gonna started to popularize this phrase push and pee and is getting it tattooed on himself <laughs> and has a deal with Nike saying Nike tweeted on January 20th. Evidently we had an internal meeting and without getting into details, we're pushing pee all year there are like a bunch of different things that it could mean. Actually, this is kind of adorable because the teens tell me that it means like push and positivity is how some people are using it. Mm. But Gunna explained in an interview that it means push and playa, like the lifestyle. Uh, I can't. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Let me just be like an old mom here. Playa. Playa. Pushing playa. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can be pushing peas in paper. Uh, you can be like just, yeah, like money. <laughs> Let me be the father uh-huh. to your your mom. Like money. Pushing like paper. money. Gunna went on to explain, if you're in this shit and it's rented, then you're kicking pee. But if you buy this mm. shit and you own it, then you're really pushing pee because you're spending your hard-earned money. Oh. You're pushing it. There's similar themes in La Lisa's on money. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Sauce Waka spent all of January, apparently, according to this Yahoo.com entertainment article, throwing subliminal shade at Gunna for saying for claiming the term because they say push and pee originated in Texas and Tennessee, and goes on to talk about the P itself, it the aura, the stigmatism, the lifestyle that goes behind the letter P itself, that P, that's mm. Texas, Texas and Memphis, and right. a little bit of Chicago, but it's really Texas and Memphis because to be a P is bigger than just being a pimp. Sure. Sure. Right. Otherwise, I, th- I mean, I, yeah, you just say, think, pimp. I think it's safe to say we're really getting into the meat of what is happening here. The real meaning we're really understand inside of us all is where we're headed. Exactly, with this basically, exactly. It. <laughs> Whatever the version of P that you're pushing, you do you. Yeah. Uh, and, and we should we should point out that that Gunna and Future have a single called Push and P featuring Young Thug, which is exactly kind of that. Sorry, that's where it came from. Is, right. Yeah. It came with the song. Yeah. Yeah, which, uh, you know, everybody should just go listen to. But yeah, I really, I honestly, I did think it was adorable that the kids were like pushing positivity, even though it could be anything. Really. And 
and people coming for Gunna and saying you didn't originate this is Gunna's like thank you please that pushes my single even farther up the charts. Totally. Yeah. He's like that sounds awesome. Let's yeah. just keep let's, on let's keep pushing P up the charts. And every time we talk about it, let's talk about Gunna and my track Pushing P from the new album DS Forever. <laughs> I just took the G <laughs> out of your uh, your entry on there and realized that like no that's the single. I don't need to do that. <laughs> I mean, no, this the single doesn't have the G in it, but in a video posted to Twitter, like I can't even get enough of this because I did spend like a lot of time last night trying to figure out what P means. And it's just amazing. In a video posted to Twitter, Gunna explained, leaving your partners out the loop. That ain't P. We pee on shit. What is we pushing P? (laughs) (laughs) So it maybe also means to be real. Uh, uh Uh-huh. But basically, push and P means to stay real, and the P stands for player. See, and that's that's the beauty of 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 slang, <laughs> is that especially in its earliest days of circulation, it just kind of adapts and takes on meanings, you know, wherever it goes. <laughs> Being loyal, he like says, is definitely yeah. P. Putting your people in position is P. But jumping a person in wait. Oh, when you don't know what's going on, like jumping into a person's beef or situation when you don't know what's going on, that's not P. You know, it's a, it's a, Gunna is like, he's, he's going Tolkien on this. <laughs> like it's, it's deep linguistic levels yeah. and layers. There's going to yeah. be a whole series of layers. going to be world building around P. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole Sindarin text on pushing P that's yet to be written. Exactly. And now you know. And now you know. And now you know. Okay, I, I just want to say it on the show in case there's somebody listening who's like, "What's that thing Tom wants to know about?" Because I tweeted about it. But if, if you know, uh, we don't need to discuss it. But if mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if if you know what Tama behavior specifically means, because it could have a whole aura around it, like push and pee. Feedback. It's, Tom- it's a thing. Dot me. Tama. T a m a. Tama. Okay. All right. Ooh, I look forward to your many responses. Yeah. Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh. And if you heard me say that and you're like, woof, because you know, I should know better, uh, that is my other thing, which is people saying woof, basically the same as oof, but cooler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like woof. Mm-hmm. So much woof. yes. Woof has had many meanings, much like pee uh, <laughs> in its history, right? And some of them are like, ooh, that's, that, that, that's a dog. That's an ugly thing. <laughs> Right. He literally. Did she, my dog just tried to get in. I know. He was right? like, Woof. Woof. Did someone say? We, are we woofing? <laughs> uh, but that's not. That's not what. Now it's taken on the meaning of like, ooh, ow, yee. I don't know. Yes. Woof. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's oof, but with a W. Yeah. I I love this usage, and I've totally seen it. And yes, I'm really glad that you brought it here to memorialize it because totally. And I don't know when, and I don't know why, but it also is really fun. Yeah. Uh, I will say some of my signals for whether something's a thing mainstream has like entered the mainstream is hearing Anthony Carboni say it on We Have Concerns. <laughs> That's where I got this one. <laughs> and then you're like, it's here now. It's you're like, here. okay, all right. Yeah, it's arrived. Yeah. My version of that actually is when I ask my son and or his friends if it's a thing and they go, no, it's not a thing. Everybody's talking about it because it's so stupid. And I'm like, and it's Definitely a thing. Um, incredibly, I have no shopping things on today's show. And I say that because I do not want anybody to think that they should go out and try to find one of these critters as a pet. 
but capybaras are everywhere. Do not buy a capybara. Do not. Do not. I know that the like the weird pet thing is also like sub thing, by the way. Oh, totally. Yeah. Everybody on TikTok with their weird pets and there are people who have them like giant guinea pigs or whatever. It doesn't seem like it's a great pet, to be clear. However, they're everywhere. They're just like, I just keep seeing all of these capybaras on TikTok. And I think it's sort of one of those animals that like no one was quite sure if it was real or whatever. Oh, uh-huh. They're like, and then, I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> totally. And then it was like, thanks for, um, oh, you know what? At, Port- at, Pot- at Porter in the chat room is exactly right because they were in Encanto. Or there was a capybara in Encanto. That I think gave it maybe the, the why. Boost. Yeah. That gave it the boost. And then on TikTok, everybody was like, oh, wait, that's a real animal? <laughs> and they're hilarious and freaking cute and do indeed look like a really, really big guinea pig. And you can just spend like kind of a long time watching capybara videos on TikTok. And if you are in a bad mood and you need to get your pee back, you should. And they're in the planet Earth 2, apparently. Lots of yes. caps from that. That was the big that 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 one went viral. It was like a shocked capybara, mm-hmm. and that went viral. Yeah, they're just I don't know I don't know why everybody would like was like this is a new animal to make some videos out of either for Planet Earth two or TikTok. But there you go. Yeah, do not get a capybara as a pet. Do not ride a capybara. <laughs> do not uh, do not try to negotiate with capybaras. I don't know. But I will but say that. You know a thing is a thing when previous thing, the spruce thing veteran, the spruce pets did an article in January, roughly exactly, almost exactly a month ago. Should you keep a capybara as a pet? Which tells me that searches for, oh my God, can I get a capybara must be through the roof. Okay. Here's the For all these reasons. Here's here's, here's a little interesting thing. When you pasted that link in our discord, Mm -hmm. the, the metadata has the title <gasps> as learn how to keep and take care of pet capybaras. Oh, the title that shows up on the page God. is should you keep a capybara as a pet? C- clearly indicating that at one point Ooh. they changed the title of this. Wow. Yeah, you are absolutely right. However, capybaras are legal to possess in Texas, Pennsylvania, and New York. Oh, and even God. when they are legal, they're not. <laughs> Don't do it. It's not a great idea. It's not a great idea. Capybaras really need to live in the kind of environment provided by professional zoos. P.S. Side if you're note: a did Professional you have... zoo, maybe. Yeah, maybe. then we'll talk. Yeah, and you need, by the way, two of them ideally because they're social. Mm-hmm. And P.S. Did you know that a capybara weighs a hundred and seventy pounds? They're not just like one seven zero. <laughs> Yeah. That's literally same. what I weigh. Yep. I weigh one capybara. You weigh one capybara. And also, let's just start saying that. I also weigh one capybara. Oh. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Six feet tall. Um, yeah, by the way, that's a big ass guinea pig. That is not a guinea pig. It's a very, that is a rodent that of unusual size. Biggie pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> biggie pig. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're enough of a thing that people want to get them. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Captain Bart, though, n- nailed it, though. Definitely. 
Definitely a thing. Don't get one. All right. It is time for our word on Wordle uh, <laughs> to lead off <laughs> our, our feedback segment. Uh, feedback at it's a thing dot me. Keep those emails coming. Thanks to everyone who sent in their favorite Wordle derivatives, including Tom, who sent us Loodle, Rob, uh, Aussie <laughs> Rob, who sent us Absurdle, uh, Craig, who sent Airportal, where you guess the airport codes. Funny. And Eric, Worldle, which is about <gasps> geography. Oh my god! Well, that would be a fun one because we talked about GeoGuessr on the show, right? Yes, we did. We did. Yeah, I think on that, the show we definitely talked so. about it, whether it was bonus or main show. But I think it was main show because it's just that fun. Oh my god, so good! And I assume that these are just going to keep on rolling in. So consider this a regular segment. Yes, your for the time Wordle being, derivatives until especially Wordle is just word dull. Word dull. <laughs> he did. He did that. Did that was that. not P. Joe Hood <laughs> wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hood wrote in on language that these kids are using. Hey, Rich, Molly, and Tom. Clever. Clever putting Rich up front. Uh-huh. A quick language thing that my wife and I, two Gen X parents, discovered recently with the Utes. We asked our teen son about school, and he told us that he bombed a test. Concerned, we asked about what he could do to fix things and make up for the failure. Confused, he looked at us and said, guys, I got like a 98. I bombed it. I bombed it. <laughs> so apparently bombed is good now for the kids. I just wish they would have done something reasonable like bake bad good. Ha. That makes way more sense. <laughs> so the the uh, the ancient phrase <laughs> that's the bomb seems to be feeding this one. It's versus, over now. Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. But bombed the test has literally meant failed. Yeah. I bombed for low these many millennia. Mm-hmm. God, they really will just Take it all. They will take everything we hold dear. That language keeps on living. Uh, Manny needs a thing check. Hello, Molly, Tom, and Rich. (laughs) I am in need of a thing check. So people are dumb and like to use stupid things to measure stuff like football fields, a bathtub, or the entire imperial system of measurements. Sorry, Americans. Uh, And that one listener from Myanmar. But I think I have run across a new unit of measurement, and I'm not sure if it's a thing or not. Babies. Specifically, the gestation period. I've heard that referenced more often than not. Whenever the time frame around nine months comes up, is this a thing or am I just surrounded by children-centric people? Oh, I need this in a sentence. I don't understand at all. Uh, I, I, get, I think I know what Manny means. It's when you say something uh, took nine months, you're like, oh, you could have a baby in that time. Yeah. It's, it's the time it took to have a baby. Nine, whenever I, right. I've heard if that that's kicking the around sentence, forever. Then- Right. That yeah. Totally. Whether it's peaking or not, I don't know. Or has become more regular yeah, in usage yeah. because I feel like when you use it, it's because you can't believe that something took nine months. Like yeah. your landscaping project, you could have had a speaking, baby. Yeah. Speaking for a friend here, you're giving birth to a <laughs> landscaping project there, Molly. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so maybe, maybe it's more popular, but more likely, Manny, you're just. Yeah, if you're around, around a now. lot of children-centric people, that could explain it. We're not saying that's the only reason, but that definitely could be enough to explain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But send us some examples, and we'll have a firmer opinion on this one. Yeah, yeah. Myron from Akron, producer's note, go Zips, <laughs> wrote in on Doodles. Just found your show and loving it. Cosmo, pictured in our show notes, is of the firm belief that St. Birdoodles are the pinnacle of the doodle chain. And he's happy to personally discuss this with anyone who may disagree. And then we have a huh. photo of Cosmo inside 
the world's smallest vehicle, <laughs> but Cosmo is also the world's largest doodle. And oh my God, do I need to meet one of these animals in person? A Saint right. Berdoodle. Cosmo is is a thing. Like Cosmo, Cosmo in that is car thing. is a thing. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Go to it's a thing dot me, by it the way. We'll have Tom this photo behavior. in the show I have notes. No idea. <laughs> Once we find out, we're going to yeah. know. Is Saint Berdoodle a thing? I, by the way, I really offended a lady on the trail yesterday because we were out on the trail and, of course, saw a doodle. In this case, it was a Labradoodle, um, which was adorable and hilarious. And then we, a little bit later, saw a woman with a smaller version of the same black dog. And I was like, oh, I love a doodle. And she goes, it's a Portuguese water dog. And I think that all the Portuguese water dog people, which is like a little black curly haired, non hypoallergenic or hypoallergenic dog that looks just like a Labradoodle must be really tired of this doodle thing because they're like, this dog is not a cross. No, I am doodle that that's just further confirmation that doodle is such a thing that people are getting offended at being mistaken for doodle. That this lady was literally irritated that I mistook her, you know, really expensive purebred for a really expensive like designer breed <laughs> not a doodle is now a thing as well apparently not a, i think it is a suzuki samurai yeah. yes by the way nice <laughs> it's a saper doodle and a suzuki samurai like make this the That's biggest the thing best. that ever bigged uh tom not me different tom wrote in with a throwback thing uh tom wrote hi all love the show been a fan since the early buzz out loud days in fact i've been listening to the Buzztown archives occasionally thanks again oh to uh, amos and everybody who put together the Buzztown archives uh tom says occasionally it's a fun callback to yield technology days and we'd like to submit a throwback thing for approval mm-hmm. On the November 18th, 2005 show at approximately seven minutes while discussing a Match.com story, Veronica introduced you both to the term rom-com as it describes the romantic comedy genre. <gasps> what? There was a time when we did not know what a Given rom-com Given the term's was. ubiquity now, it was fun to hear everyone tangenting for a minute to discuss <laughs> and riff on it. <gasps> Okay. I mean, we're going to maybe need to include this audio in this episode. This sounds like to me a really good story for a rom-com. A what now? A romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This <laughs> happened on Friends, There's right? There's a nickname for romantic comedy. Rom-com. And it's rom-com. A dramedy. A I've dramedy, heard dramedy, yeah. but I hadn't heard rom-com. That Hilarious. Makes me think of camels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. Dramedary. <laughs> oh tom has never not been tom i'm just having my own conversation there never not you have never not been the absolute essence of tom that is amazing <laughs> also why do i found sound so julia fox there i don't know <laughs> i've never heard of that you weren't that stoned back then i was hardly <laughs> ever stoned like once a week max max that is incredible that's crazy that- wow now I just want to know how many other things I didn't know that we just th- take for granted now that we're yeah. like new. I can't 17. tell if you were playing it off either. I can't tell if you didn't know. And which is also sort of, a very me thing to do. Like, oh, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, like well, to go like, yeah, like yeah, I totally. immediately put it together. Like, Oh, yeah, romantic comment. okay. Got it. Yeah. Like I get it. Yeah. As opposed to, I already knew that was a thing, which I can't tell whether that was the, the giveaway case there. is when she <laughs> says dramedy, I go, Oh yeah, I know dramedy. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> You faker. (laughs) Veronica and I get in uh, arguments about this on Sword and Laser all the time. I'm like, if you hadn't said anything, they wouldn't have known you didn't know. 
And she's like, I don't care. Because you have to help people along. Everybody's learning together. Yeah. Except that I did sound kind of bitchy about it. So apologies. And uh, <laughs> I, I was just stunned that it was like what? clearly a new thing. Wow. Yeah. November it can't possibly be a new. Wow. That's amazing. To be fair, that has never been my genre. So maybe I just didn't know. But wow. But it just seems like it's always been called that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the scales falling from my eyes. This is amazing. Fascinating. I love that. Oh, that is absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You know what else is wonderful? Rich Straffolino, our producer who creates our custom made shout outs uh, every week. And it is going to be Rich's birthday in a couple of days. Happy birthday, Rich Happy birthday. 21 again. Oh, you crazy kid. I love it. Uh, that's outstanding uh, everybody please send him your your well wishes to we got feedback a, and it's we a got thing an about inside me on tip uh so thank you to the uh the uh the the deep source who let us know that tuesday <laughs> is rich's birthday mm-hmm. get happy your emails ready happy birthday rich oh. all right oh. let's see what the birthday boy has done in our shout outs which are based on a description of the coxeter dinkin diagram he hates us he hates us <laughs> He brought us math. It's, he knew that we were going to out his birthday. And so he made us math. Um, the Coxeter Dinkin diagram. My job here is that I quickly search this up while Tom is stalling. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I could just do the first paragraph. You do the last two there if, if you want to. Oh, yeah, totally. But do you want to know what it is? Yeah. It's what the is description. it? Oh, did you find it, it is, already? Oh, yeah. In geometry, a, go- a Coxeter Dinkin diagram is a graph with numerically labeled edges called branches representing the spatial relations between a collection of mirrors or reflecting hyperplanes. It describes a kaleidoscopic construction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is why basically you just say that, which is basically all of you. This is how I deal with math as I turn it into a metaphor. All of you are a branch in the kaleidoscopic construction that hmm. makes up the ongoing support for this show. And it is indeed a magical thing to witness. All right, here we go. The shout outs based on the description of the Coxeter Dinkin diagram. In podcasting, a Louis St. Amour diagram is a graph with numerically labeled patrons called Jake Woods, representing the spatial relations between a collection of Morris Joneses or reflecting Joe Hoods. It describes a kaleidoscopic Paul Dow. Each graph node represents a Benjamin Forrest, and the label attached to a Lee Price encodes the dihedral angle order between two David Grizzly Smiths on a domain ridge. That is, the amount by which the Kevin Sill between the reflective planes can be multiplied to get Eric Duncan. An unlabeled Gabriel Cohen implicitly represents order three. Each diagram represents a Lara Abel group, and groups are classified are classified by their associated Miranda Janelle. Andrew Bradley diagrams are closely related objects which differ from Mike Aikens in that they correspond to and are used to classify root systems and therefore semi-simple James C. Smith algebras. Obviously. And bravo to all of you for listening uh, and for supporting It's a Thing at patreon.com slash it's a thing. If you would like to get your own custom shout out, well, then you know what to do. Patreon.com slash it's a thing at the shout out level, plus access to our discord and an ad free RSS feed of it's a yeah. thing. And other other times we we just create content on the fly in the bonus shows. You kind of want that too. Yeah. Uh, you can also yeah. email us your things. Let us know. What do you think? What's the answer? Feedback at it's a thing.me. 
See you next week. Happy Bye. birthday, Rich. Happy birthday, Rich. Happy birthday, Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.